0: Gone out of your mind. One, Kill her!
1: Welcome back to Scream 101 Podcast. I'm Brennan Klein.
0: And I'm Shannon Chalakian.
1: And today we're talking about Stage Fright Aquarius.
0: It's the age of Aquarius. The age of on, Aquarius.
1: On my blog, I actually named my uh post The Rage of Aquarius.
0: Hey, that's funny. Thank
1: you. <laughs> that, but that, wait. That's how I want all my jokes to be followed with like, hey, that's funny. But it
0: like, wouldn't be like That the, means it's true. The stage of Aquarius. Like, isn't that. Never mind. But
1: he's killing people. Never mind. We'll get to it later. (laughs) But first, our 10-word reviews. This is where we put in shannons that we figure out later.
0: (laughs) Because I don't have one.
1: My 10-word reviews are Jurassic Park 3, Silly Island Mayhem Doesn't Deserve the Hate, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, Masterpiece, Never Forget Rachel Ward Was Also in Night School, and The Naked Gun, Not My Favorite Zucker Film, But Still, Come On.
0: I like The Naked Gun. I thought it was funny. Made me kind of uncomfortable, but so does everything.
1: All right, so on to our discussion.
0: And like every episode that we have, there are there will be spoilers because we are a review podcast and uh, we wouldn't do it any justice if we didn't go over spoilers.
1: Absolutely. And you should have watched it with us. I mean, this one's not on Netflix, so it's harder to find. So sorry.
0: Yeah, it's a weird freaking film. We're going to go over it in our discussion.
1: And the plot, as read from the Blue Underground DVD release. While a group of young actors rehearse a new musical about a mass murderer, a notorious psychopath escapes from a nearby insane asylum. But when the show's director locks his cast in the theater overnight, the madman is accidentally locked inside as well. Now, a killer with acting in his blood has gone berserk for the blood of actors. (laughs) Including several scenes that Euro horror fans worldwide consider to be the most violent of the decade. And the stage is set for one unforgettable evening of shock, suspense, and unstoppable carnage. Also, they had so many synonyms for killer or maniac in the back of that. That was great. I love it.
0: Yeah, and you said Euro horror fans, and I, I just heard you're a horror fan.
1: I'm a horror fan. Are you a horror fan?
0: Oh, no, I heard horror. No, that's what I said. Oh, okay.
1: It's a tough word.
0: It is. Every time I say, oh, my best friend's a whore fanatic, people are like, he's a what?
1: I know all of them. (laughs) Anyway.
0: We have our scoring system. Scariness on one to five screams, campiness on one to five perms, gore on one to five severed limbs, and quality on one to five unlucky
1: stars. Shannon, what did you rate the film on scariness?
0: Um, On Scariness, I rated did it two out of five screams, and I only rated this, like, it would actually be probably less if it weren't for the amazing cinematography. Like, I almost feel like the the shots were so beautiful, it was unsettling, you know? And that's what made it really scary, was the fact that, like, sure, there was a killer. Sure, like, they were all being haunted. Sure, he popped up out of nowhere, and he was dressed like a giant owl. Had
1: a big owl mask on.
0: Yeah, it was crazy. And he just, like was around all the time but the true scariness was that like everything looked amazing and he was just to
1: italian horror cinema
0: i know he was just going around and killing things but it all seemed like a like it was a choreography of like a beautiful dance you know i I like i would have been honored to be killed in that way (laughs) what did you rate it
1: i rated it three out of five screams because i think it was a really classy tense film Like there's a part where the main girl Alicia has to watch her friend die in the shower and she can't say anything because she's trying to survive and her friend's already like bleeding out. And there's a really good scene where a key is stuck in the floorboards, um, underneath where the owl man is resting and she needs to get the key out without waking him up. And there's a cat on his lap that sees the key moving. And he's like, I want that because he's a cat and cats are selfish. Yeah. No, I just, it's a really tense, cool slasher film. I don't, I like this film a lot. Shannon and I are going to disagree, which actually makes it a cool discussion. So, Shannon, what did you rate it on campiness?
0: On campiness, I was going to rate it like a four and a half perms just because and this isn't really campiness as much as it is just like absolute abstract wonder it was so like the entire film was so weird
1: it's it's like that scene in willy wonka where they're going through the tunnel and they just see random images
0: yeah and meanwhile you've got like willy wonka who's like yelling scary things (laughs) and the boat's going faster and it's faster and fat like that's the entire movie it's just that scene but on loop because there's the owl, right? And then things like there, there's tons of like um feathers floating from the sky and he chops people to pieces and then he arranges all their body parts in this final scene and he sits down in an armchair and it was just like really, really strange.
1: Um, my, my campiness rating is three out of five perms because I agree, although I've seen campier things that are more 80s because one's more like weird Italian, which I don't associate with campy as much. But there is a part of the film at the beginning where um, this lady gets dragged into an alley and you're like, ooh, the killer struck. But then the killer bursts out and he starts dancing because it's part of the play that they're rehearsing because he he isn't the killer yet because the killer steals the mask from the play. Um, But there's a lady who's dressed as Marilyn Monroe standing on a rooftop playing the saxophone.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. How did I forget about Sax Lady? Wait, before we before we Saxaline move on. Monroe. What? Before we move on, can we just address the fact that like some of our absolute favorite movies involve a saxophone? Like a ge- like a random saxophone um or just Mad the movies, Max. yeah, the movies that like Brennan, myself and then our roommates really enjoy. So, the original Mad Max where there's just a random saxophone. The sexy
1: saxophone solo that was their foreplay before they made their kid named Sprague. <laughs>
0: Right, exactly. Also, Lost um, Boys. That was slightly Lost incorrect Boys. plot-wise, so I
1: apologize. Lost Boys, Lost yeah, Boys, the sexy glistening sex. sax, sax man.
0: man, you know. And and Marilyn Monroe, sexy sex woman from from Stage Friday Aquarius. Which, which
1: is also the final shot of the
0: film. Yeah. Oh, it was wonderful. I mean and we watched this like we we didn't watch this on our own volition. We actually watched it with um our roommate and her boyfriend because that was what they decided to do as part of their date night was to watch this weird, weird film.
1: She's a girl after my own heart, really.
0: Yeah, honestly. So any movie with with a sexy sax player as part of the plot line. Is going
1: to be gold. But the thing is, I'm pretty sure she was non-diegetic. She was like a metaphor for God or something. Because oh she, she's not in the film. She doesn't get killed. She doesn't get trapped in the thing with the rest of them. She's only there at the beginning to play the saxophone and then at the end to play the saxophone over the credits. She's just like the saxophone fairy.
0: Yeah, that's weird. Every like the entire film is based off of them being a specific amount of people and they all get killed off or or that most of them get killed off, you know? But there there isn't coming and going. So the fact that Marilyn Monroe literally disappears like the best friends from the first scene of Mamma Mia. Like it's just (laughs) It's weird.
1: I love this movie, you guys.
0: Oh, man. It was such a trip. I don't even know. Okay, so let's move on before we get stuck on this one. Um, Gore, Brendan, what did you rate it?
1: I rated it three out of five severed limbs. There's some really cool effects in this movie. Um, They're more um, gathered together towards the third act. So the first two thirds of the movie are kind of more just like a atmospheric intense and, and not super gory. But then once it happens, there's beheadings. Um a lady gets ripped in half and she's pregnant.
0: Oh yeah. That was something else.
1: So, um, well, just it's an e- uh this guy's an equal opportunity killer, really. He kills a gay dude, he kills a pregnant lady, he kills a British man. It's just it's very diverse and I love that.
0: Yeah, the gore effects were so good. Um and when we talked gore effects, we're of course talking about uh when we're talking about that pregnant lady who was just ripped in half. Unfortunately,
1: was... we didn't get to see the fetus. I mm. wanted to see the fetus.
0: Oh yeah. It was, oh. but it was, a. Uh, it was really good. I mean, literally like in half with intestines, like connecting the two parts of her, like she's two cans on a string. I mean, it was, it was really something else. And there's some other good things, um, in the film, but that really is a stand standalone shot as far as, uh, that goes. And also being like, there was a guy who was drilled through, um lots of blood and guts you know almost it like almost reminded me of wizard of gore you know not like a but lot actually good well yeah wizard of gore was just as i say and you know buckets of goo Ugh. Anyway, so good gore gore standing. We both have the same um of three, so cool. And quality, quality for me.
1: <laughs> she just cuts me off. She knows where I'm going.
0: And you already did that. I
1: I was just I was sorry. I was just trying to like do a segue because I know this is gonna be an interesting discussion. Oh, you yeah. weren't being rude. I apologize. That's true.
0: You know me. Okay, so quality. Uh, I rated it a two out of five unlucky stars because one, I don't want to watch this movie again because it was. St- stupid and (laughs) and two okay well although the cinematography was supreme everything else about it was horrible because i hated every single character there was not one character that i connected with and like cared about
1: what about the guy who looks like sting who wants to keep the baby
0: even so like i hated i hated everyone and i didn't feel connected to it it just I, i just it just i hated it i just hated it brennan
1: okay Well, I rated it a four out of five unlucky stars. See
0: this business?
1: I adore this film. Um, To be fair, I've been kind of inoculated against Italian slasher films because I've seen a lot of them, which isn't an experience that you have very much of. They're very strange, um, especially the uh, the Jali of the 1970s. They favor style over substance, so I'm kind of, like, used to that, and I super appreciate the really stylish ones, which I think this is one of them. There's a really cool shot where um, someone spills uh, stage blood all over the floor, and then Mark, the uh, assistant guy, gets drilled, and his blood drips onto the stage blood, and it's so cool, and they're—well, it's both stage blood in real life. Yeah, Spoilers, that was, that was no cool. one died in the making of this film. But they have two different fake bloods mingling together, and it's just a really stylish, cool shot. Um, the part where he makes the tableau of bodies and the feathers are just floating around—it's—it's it's a gorgeous film, and it's so everything is so out of left field and so unexpected, and it's so fun. I really like it.
0: Okay, I'll give that to you. Whatever. Okay, on to our favorite part of the podcast which we say at every part of our podcast,
1: (laughs) but specifically, we love the
0: podcast. We love our own podcast, which is why we we like listening to ourselves talk, specifically champion dialogue. Brennan, what was your champion dialogue for this film?
1: Uh, My champion dialogue is the character of Brett, who is the aforementioned gay man who gets slaughtered. (laughs) He's um, talking about this other actress in the play, and she's doing this weird kind of like sexy scene where she's like being held upside down and like humped by a dude in tights. It's a weird play. There's mannequins everywhere and the owl head killer. It's an awful like experimental play that you would watch in college. I've seen a couple of them anyway. Oh, man. Um, This is what he says when she's in that compromising position describing her. Now look at Laurel. She's a perfect example of the method. She really feels her parts. And I just, I think it's funny. He's quippy, you know? Yeah, that was good. That was good. Miss
0: Brett. I still hated him, but you know. Uh, (laughs) R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. My champion dialogue was actually, it was kind of like a conversation between, um, the characters, one of which we call Sting, and the other um, whose name is Sybil, which is, like, the coolest name. I want to name my kid Sybil and then just call her Billy. I feel like that would be really cool. That was a side note. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, uh, they're having a conversation about the fact that Sybil is pregnant, and it's not, like, funny or quippy. It was just, like, a weird situation, because everyone in this entire play is poor, which is why they all have this, this kind of they're playing in this play it's very much like summer in ohio it's weird but yeah so this is this is the conversation
1: Uh uh-uh simple not like last time there will be no abortion this time i don't want you to but danny you know what we said i know but we'll make it you'll see and we're going to be rich and famous with our names up in lights 10 feet high all
0: three of us and i don't know i just felt like first of all we think that sting is hilarious as far as like the fact that he looks like sting and we called him that and we that was a running joke when we were watching this movie but also like sybil is just constantly hysterical and i don't mean in the funny way but i mean like she's just losing her shit all over the place like she's she's upset about her being pregnant and she's worried and also when people start dying she's like screaming and she's like the one that constantly people had to like keep watch on and then she ends up being ripped in half and uh and yeah so two yeah two weird characters that uh have this dialogue it's weird
1: (laughs) it's a good choice
0: yeah Favorite character? Uh, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna say that my favorite character was Willie. He's the only person with any redeeming value in this film, and luckily, uh, he doesn't die. He um is the groundskeeper. Groundskeeper yeah. Willie. Groundskeeper Willie. He, off
1: my lo- I can't do accents. Don't. Oh, he's
0: he's Hagrid for this this stage area, um. But he has the keys, and it was actually kind of weird because like these girls would go up to him and be like. Willie, can you let us out the back door? And he'd be like, no, nah, I can't let you out the back door. Like, you know, I can't let you do that. He's going to get upset. And then they, they do this thing. They, like, twirl and pinch his beard at the same time and then kiss him on the cheek. And that's, like, the magical formula.
1: Who, who could resist a nice beard fondle?
0: It was really weird, though. It was, like, a very specific movement. It, I told I, I was saying this as we were watching, but it reminded me of, like, the moment in the House Bunny where there's a guy who works at the Playboy Mansion and he'll do anything as long as you, like, twist his nipples. Uh, it was, like, that sort of thing. It was, like, a weird, weird, like, get Willie to do your bidding sort of deal.
1: I'm not going to tell you what my thing is.
0: Oh, God, don't tell me what your thing is. <laughs> anyway, so so I just really enjoyed his character because he was, he was the only person who had, like, a heart in the entire thing, you know, and was really concerned about everyone's well-being and and then, you know, everything hits the fan. And he saves her in the end because he's awesome and has a gun and knows how to use
1: it. Yeah. And she goes back to the stage to okay, get her watch. Yeah, that
0: was so dumb. I do not understand. If you, After you've been traumatized and everyone's been chopped to bits, your automatic response should not be, let's go back to the stage because I left my watch there.
1: It was an expensive watch.
0: It ain't anymore. It got chopped to bits at the end anyway.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, my favorite character is Mark, who's the, uh, what is the word? He's the stage manager. Mark is the stage manager. I'm a genius. All right, moving on. Um, he's the only person who's actually good at his job. And he's the only death in the film that the evil-ass director actually laments. Like, the director is awful. He's a terrible person. He locks everybody inside when he knows there's a killer around. Um, he doesn't cry when he sees two women mowed down in front of him. He throws a girl as a meat shield into the killer's chainsaw at one point. But when Mark dies, he breaks the hell down because Mark is awesome.
0: That's true. But he also has this strange concern for Corinne as well. Corinne is a character that like has no character development. She's just in the background looking beautiful. And then she has this scene where she's dancing. And then like when she dies, he like talks about it so often. He's like, and poor Corinne. Why did they have to do that to Corinne? Why does he have to do this? It was so weird. You
1: no know, one we cared about Betty who died before Corinne. They're like, oh, that's fine. He was like, let's manipulate this so we can make some money on the play.
0: I know, but apparently the beautiful ones, whatever. Ugh. Uh, Speaking of... Oh. Teens. <laughs> that scenes. Happened. I was like looking down at Splatterdome. Not even there yet. Okay, favorite scene, Brennan. What was your favorite scene?
1: My favorite scene is when the final girl, Alicia, is trying to get the kill, uh, the, trying to get the key out from the raft. Or fr- oh my god, I can't say anything. I'm you so can sorry. I'm um, from the floorboards beneath the killer. I talked about the scene before, so I don't think I really have to reiterate it. But it's really tense and it's really gorgeous because she's got these shafts of light coming through the floorboards all over her face, and all the feathers are falling down. It's the feather, they're god feathers. Um, Marilyn Monroe is up there shaking the feathers out of a pillowcase or something. Because they just keep floating, and there's not enough feathers on the mask to actually produce the amount of feathers that are happening. It's a whole thing. It's it's Italy. It just there's a they're the world's number one exporter of feathers.
0: Yeah, that scene was really substantial, and it's my scene is ties into your scene because it's actually um, on top of your scene in a literal sense. I <laughs> I loved um, so the rafters are, are under the stage, right? Yeah. I loved what was happening above the stage where Owlface, whatever we call him, um, is sitting in this chair. Irving Wallace is his name. Irving Wallace. I'm going to call him Owlface because that seems more appropriate. So he's sitting in this chair, right? And and the guy, you can't see his face. So he doesn't have any emotion. So he's just this blank page of, like, demonic, you know, inside him. And he's sitting in this armchair. And he has rearranged all the body parts of all the people that he has killed into the set. So it's like he's set designed this like weird thing and then he puts the key um you know in front of him and waits for her to come. Like baits her essentially, right? Which I think is so cool. But again, the feathers, you know, coming from the ceiling and just flowing down and he's just sitting there completely still and it's, it's like snowing feathers. It was such a cool shot um and so f- like creepy and and like off-putting and made me like feel really anxious you know like I was in like crazy like museum Um, yeah it was art is weird guys art is (laughs) weird just stay away
1: and now on to everybody's favorite segment the splatter dome
0: splatter dome
1: splatter and now a moment of silence for those who have departed us
0: orderly is stabbed in the neck with a hypodermic needle
1: Betty is pickaxed in the mouth.
0: Harin is stabbed to death.
1: Mr. Ferrari is also stabbed to death.
0: Mark is drilled through the stomach.
1: Brett is axed in the chest.
0: Sybil is chainsawed in half.
1: Danny is chainsawed. Danny is sting and he is chainsawed.
0: (laughs) Peter is decapitated with an axe.
1: Oral is stabbed in the gut. So, Shannon, what was your favorite kill?
0: So, my favorite kill um, started very, very early. It was actually um, between, uh, for a character named Betty, there was a pickaxe, and the pickaxe gets taken straight through the back of her skull through her mouth, so she just got a mouthful there. So, um, <laughs> yeah, what was your favorite kill?
1: My favorite kill was Sybil, where she gets, well, she gets dragged into the floorboards because um, they're hiding in this attic. And Sting's trying to save her. And he's like, I'll take care of you with every breath you take. Oh, no. I took a while to figure that pun out. It wasn't worth it. Um, But so he's trying to pull her back up. And there's like a, a tug of war between him and the killer. And then she comes up. And he's like, I did it. But it's just half of her. And her intestines are spilling out the hole. And it's such an unexpected moment. And it's so cool and such a good effect. And I liked that scene.
0: Roxanne. Oy. You
1: don't gotta put on the red intestine. I don't know.
0: Yeah. We're not winning on these. Who is these. sting? Who 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 is call call the police. Oh god. Who would you resurrect? Was a good one. Out of the people. No, it was not a
1: good one. Okay. Don't even pretend.
0: Okay. I would resurrect Corinne because I can't hate her because she doesn't have any personality. So that's probably the only person that I would resurrect. Because she was just beautiful and didn't do anything and was killed.
1: Okay. And I would resurrect Betty, who was a super nice costume lady who was well, she was well-intentioned, not the smartest pickaxe in the shed <laughs> because Aww. um she when Alicia has twisted her ankle, she's like, "Let's go to the nearest hospital." And then she takes her to the mental institution where Irving Wallace is being kept. And she gets helped out, but by this doctor who keeps rubbing her butt. It's a whole it's Italy. It's a thing. All right. Moving on. Who would you kill out of the people who survived this film, Shannon?
0: Oh, I would kill Alicia, the the uh, main character. Again, I didn't feel for any of these characters. So the fact that she—Janet
1: the sociopath.
0: Well... Okay, anyway.
1: no, these characters are really thin. I yeah, just wanted... yeah.
0: The fact that she survived out of anyone, um, just is really un- in impre- unimpressive, and um, she didn't do anything to, to deserve to live. That's what makes me mad. Like. If you're running from a killer, at least do something good to deserve to live. She does make a good um fight. Like, she gets the key and is trying, etc. But she goes back for her watch at the end. That is dumb. Like, if you go back for your watch, you, you're you asking to be killed.
1: Okay. And, Shannon, are you ready for the character that I would murder? Yeah. I would murder Willie, the groundskeeper.
0: What? Why?
1: Because, well, just at the... Well, he is... Okay, you know what? If he was murdered... He wouldn't be there to save Alicia, so that would get your thing in there. But not at the expense of Willie. No, but the thing is, no. at the end, just Willie's such a nice guy. He loves a good beard fondle. Who doesn't? But um, at the end, he shoots the killer and saves Alicia, and he just goes, right between the eyes, just like I told you, right between the eyes. I got him right between the eyes. He just keeps going. And I, I made a joke while we were watching it because he does it for like two minutes um that the sequel is just him sitting there for 90 minutes talking about right between the eyes would you look at that right between the eyes
0: and i made a follow up joke that he and ice cube were going to just going to do that and it was going to be a dick clark film less well that received that literally makes zero sense to me less well received but I feel like he and um, the janitor from uh, Slaughter High. No, oh
1: shoot, Return to Horror High.
0: Return to Horror High. I feel like they would get along well because, like, like, pornos. Yeah, he would just be like, I'll make me one of those porno films. And then, and then Willie be like, "Rap right between the eyes, oh, porno God. films. Oh, right God. Between the eyes. oh,
1: God. Moving on. Are you ready to play <laughs> some games that are wholesome and family oriented?
0: Sure, let's do it.
1: All right. Uh, we're going. Oh, you know what? The price of this game, if Shannon wins this game, or oh my god, if Shannon wins the games in this podcast, she gets to choose the next movie that we watch.
0: Wow, that's really nice. I, I would give Brennan a point for even remembering to say the consequence of the game prior to the game starting, but the fact that he missed it for the last couple of times that we played it, I'm just gonna leave him at zero. But that sounds great. That Whatever. Sounds like a great, yeah, yeah, thanks. Great consequence. Thank you. That's so so You're generous welcome. of you.
1: Well, it's uh, let's see if you can earn that privilege. No, let's see. Um, we're doing a classic game, the Divination Game. All right. The Divination Game is where I give Shannon the future careers of three actors in the film, and she has to guess which ones I'm talking about via their character names. And this film is actually... I mean, um, this round is actually past films because nobody really did anything after stage fright so i'm kind of going into what they did before stage fright so harvest your sybil powers and push on into the past and try to win this game are you ready oh yes this actor was in murder rock dancing death and he played caligula in orgies of caligula origins or orgies orgies Oh. Which is both probably. He's probably that's how he's conceived.
0: Uh, I'm gonna say Sting. You're right. It was yes! Sting. Awesome.
1: It was it was a tantric orgy.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Oh, I I shouldn't have said wholesome at the beginning of this.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. So far from wholesome.
1: <laughs> okay, this next actor, um, well, he went on to star in the remake of The Omen in 2006, but he also starred in two separate cannibal films. Cannibal Ferox, and in Cannibal Apocalypse. And his character's name in Cannibal Apocalypse was Charlie Bukowski.
0: Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm gonna say Owl Owlman.
1: Uh, that's incorrect. It was Giovanni Lombardo Radice who played Brett. Okay. I'm sorry. I get a point. Yay. Okay. This final actor, he's had a an industrious career. He was in Daria Argento's Deep Red, which okay. is a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was in a whole bunch of uh, giallo films and spaghetti westerns, and Italian movies have incredible titles, so I'm just going to rattle them off because I want you to experience the poetry of Italian movies. Let's do it. Okay, A genius, two friends, and an idiot. The voyage into the whirlpool has begun, and they smelled the strange, exciting, dangerous scent of dollars. Short night of glass dolls. What did Stalin do to women? And trusting is good, shooting is better. Those are all films that he's been in. Wow, Isn't, that's it's like it's like an E. E. Cummings poem.
0: Yeah, Stalin never did anything to women because he couldn't get his engine running because it was always Stalin.
1: Oh, and you're making fun of my jokes? I'm just
0: saying we are equally matched in the bad jokes, my friend. Fine. Okay, so this guy played in a whole bunch of like weirdo Italian films. Is it the British guy?
1: Oh no, it's not. I'm sorry. It's the producer, Mr. Ferrari. Okay. But you were close. Kind of. Whatever. And we'll move on to our next game, which is called Famous Last Words. In this game, I tell Shannon the final words spoken on screen by a character before they die. And those words do not include no, help, please, or don't, because that's everybody. So I'm going to give you the quote, and you tell me the name of the character who said it. Okay. You ready? Yes. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Irving Wallace.
0: Oh, uh, is that... Brett, because he was playing Irving Wallace? It is Brett. Yes.
1: And he bows in the mirror, and then Irving Wallace is behind him, and he looks down on him and looks like he's bowing too, and it's awesome.
0: Oh, that's right. Style. <laughs>
1: All right, the next quote is
0: He's still alive! Hmm. He's still alive. Um. Alicia?
1: No, well, at no. Least he doesn't die. I'll give you another shot on that.
0: Okay, okay, that's right. I was just thinking about that moment where he like gets back up and then gets shot, and then mm-hmm. he's still alive. Um, Sybil.
1: That is correct. Yay. Sybil and her melodrama. Yay. So current standing is Shannon's at three points. I'm at two. So I gotta, I gotta bump it up. So I don't have to watch a Shannon movie. No, that. Well, it's fair. We probably should. <laughs> this, I choose every movie.
0: Eventually, I have okay. a feeling you know exactly what movie I'm gonna pick too.
1: Oh, I do. It's already written down. I'll show you afterward. So <laughs> really? this next character, we'll see.
0: Okay, sorry.
1: Uh, this next character says, "Sorry, Miss, you can't stand here." Sorry, Miss, you can't stand. Oh, oh,
0: oh! He's the the um orderly.
1: Yeah. That one was easy. Yay. i you off easy on this one. Yay. Okay, this next quote is push. Push. Based on the novel Push by Sapphire.
0: Oh, my God. I'm not bringing that back. Um, oh. Oh, so the push was in reference to the door. And the guy who gets drilled, which is his name, is... I don't remember his name.
1: Well, his name is Mark, but you're right. That's who it
0: Yay. is. Yay. Yay! I Brennan. like this game, but it's yeah, it's Shannon this loaded. This is good. Also, Brennan Brennan's being very kind to me.
1: Sorry, no, I mean no, you're. No, well, I don't. Good. Whatever. Sorry to me. Um, okay, this final quote is: "You leave me alone, and I'll leave you alone. All right?
0: Okay. So it's it's not Brett because he was already dead, and we already discussed that. Um, but I remember this moment where he was just like, like talking to the killer, like, yeah." You, you know he, he says that essentially it's like we're all good here just let me go um was it wait, wait was it was it the director
1: it was the director yes. peter so shannon yes. has six points and i have two points so that means shannon gets to pick the movie that we Yay. play next or that we do uh, two two weeks from now
0: two weeks from now that's right because we have to announce the clue and then reveal the clue clue's answer and then allow you to watch it and then we watch it
1: yeah it's a whole thing yeah so do you have a movie that you choose I think so. What is it?
0: Are we we doing a clue, or am I just telling oh,
1: you? Oh, uh, oh shoot. Okay, uh, whisper it to me off off air.
0: Okay. Is it? Is it? Oh my god! Yes, yes. I
1: did correctly pick the movie that Shannon chose, and yes. we'll give you the clue for that. Good. Oh, this was, later.
0: This was a suggestion for an episode that I had prior to us even having this podcast. Yeah,
1: she was like, "Let's talk about this on a podcast," and I'm like all right we don't
0: have a lot okay wait but to further clarify which we'll talk about this later but like i i suggested this and then brendan went out went off on a rant in Vaughn's about what to include in the podcast (laughs) oh i can't wait It's gonna be so good
1: it's gonna be a fun episode
0: yeah yay i finally win something congratulations i'm so proud i'm so excited
1: and so what's your recommendation for people who agreed with you about this incredible movie that you didn't like very much?
0: Okay, so this movie even though I didn't like it very much, it was it was a really weird movie and the only other movie that I can think of that was like weird like this um is one of those movies that you watch when you were a kid and like full of wonder. So I'm recommending Labyrinth because I had I only watched that as an adult, so I never got to experience it as a child and I just thought it was a really strange movie.
1: I love Labyrinth.
0: Yeah. See, I'm more of a never-ending story type of gal, All you right. know, because that's what I grew up with. But you know, yeah, it's weird.
1: Cool. Um, and my recommendation is another Italian uh film called Anthropophagus, the Beast, and it's something that I watched for my Census Bloodbath um feature on my blog. It's a video nasty which was persecuted in the UK for being too gory. Um it's a quasi slasher film, but it's also a cannibal film, which were like the two genres that Italy was really hitting hard in the early eighties and a pregnant lady dies and not gonna spoil really what happens, but you see the fetus <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you that <laughs>
0: oh I see I see why you picked this one
1: and. It's, it's really intense, so it's not recommended for people who don't have strong stomachs, but it's such a cool film, and I really liked it.
0: Oh, boy. All right. Cool, cool. And now to our clue.
1: The answer to last week's clue is that next week we will be watching The Final Girls, finally, because we actually had to cancel that episode uh, earlier this month. And the clue for the episode two weeks from now is The following. The feminine aspects of Inception, My Bloody Valentine, and Paul Blart Mall Cop are united with the feline aspect of Shannon's very special film that we will be watching in two weeks. If you want to send us guesses to the clue, if you want to share comments, questions, or champion dialogues from the film that we will be watching next week, you can reach us on Facebook at Scream101 Podcast, on Twitter at Scream101 Pod. And you can email us at scream101podcast at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, we all know that you want to be part of the club.
1: The Clue uh, Club.
0: We are not calling it that. We are not calling
1: it the Clue Club. Clue Clan? No. Oh, oh my God. Anyway, um, we are also on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, Rate us five stars. Uh, Tell us whose puns you liked better.
0: (laughs) Answer is neither. Finally, the credits. Uh, Scream One podcast is created and produced by myself, Shannon Trelakian, and the wonderful Brennan Klein, uh, despite his jokes. And,
1: Whatever.
0: And uh, we have sound engineering help from our wonderful sound engineer, Lucas Cathy, who allows us to uh, hang out in his living room. And he laughs at our jokes and makes us feel like we actually um, are funny when we aren't. So Speak for yourself. <laughs> so uh thank you so much and also yeah that's it
1: and we will be playing you out with stars are blind by paris hilton
0: oh my god i'm just kidding (laughs) that would be so funny though
1: we'll be playing you out with opening title wait no that's the wrong voice we'll be playing you out with opening titles by simon boswell from the stage fright aquarius score
0: the stage of Aquarius and we've come full circle
1: I started the episode with that joke bye even though the gods are crazy
0: (laughs) bye